Today's Godcast was given live during the 2021 Northern Ohio Youth Camp as a part of a special devotion series, Unmovable, We Will Not Be Shaken. At the NOYC, we desire for youth and adults alike to live a life that is unmovable and always abounding through Jesus Christ. Find more Christian content and special series by visiting our website at www.thenoyc.com or check out our social media pages. So we got a question to set you guys off. How many of you have ever had the feeling that you forgot to pack something? I was told this morning by a certain somebody that there's someone who forgot to pack their toothbrush. I'm trying not to look in your direction. Maybe it was on your way to camp this week. Maybe it was on the way to the airport. Maybe it was on the way to a vacation, whatever it was. You arrive, you start looking, and you realize, ah, forgot to pack something. Anybody ever done that? Listen, it is stressful when you have to pack. Can all you moms say amen? It is stressful when you have to pack what you need, especially when uncertainty lies ahead. So by raise fans, how many of you ever had the privilege of packing for a family or a newborn? Blah! That's the worst. Take your personal packing and multiply that times two or 10 or 20. Crazy. Yet as stressful as that is, this is what I wanna challenge you to this morning. As stressful as that is, I want you to imagine for a minute that you have been given your very own ship. And I'm talking big ship. We're not talking the little minnow. We're talking a big old boat, ginormous ship, Pirates of the Caribbean style, ginormous ship. In fact, it is 300 feet long, which is as long as the Eiffel Tower is high, this giant ship. And upon being given this ship, it is now your responsibility to pack everything that ship will need to sail. But not only do you have to pack for the ship, you're also going to have to man the entire ship by yourself. A job that would na- normally take 300 people. You're riding solo. Deodorant doesn't seem so bad right now. Cassie does it. I'm talking, you got to man the sails and the oars and the cannon and the anchor. You got to go up on the mast and the crow's nest and do all of these jobs, pack the entire boat. And by the way, you're going to be out to sea for a hundred days. Anybody stressed yet? (laughs) Jacob's like padding for his paper bag in his pocket. (laughs) Packing for a week camp isn't so bad. Can we all agree this would be stressful if this were the reality? It'd be stressful. It'd be stressful to pack a ship. It'd be stressful to man a ship, and especially for 100 days. Listen, this would be a cause for concern. This would be a cause for concern. Because the truth is, you've never manned a ship before. Maybe some of you have never even been on a boat before. Maybe some of you have never been away from home more than 10 days, let alone 100 days. You have absolutely no clue how to steer a ship, how to cast an anchor, how to swab a deck, even if your life depended on it. What in the world do you put in a cargo hold anyways? And this would be totally nerve-wracking on its own if you were just going on a nice peruse across Lake Erie, where we're from up north. That would be stressful, but I'm talking the ocean. I'm talking the wild, wild sea, the waves, right? 
The place that's filled with storms, wind, creatures, krakens, currents, tides, turbulence, land masses, and pirates. The unknown. The only certainty of the sea is uncertainty. And there's a lot to be feared out there. It's unpredictable. In fact, it's so unpredictable that there is an estimated 3 million ships at the bottom of the ocean right now, with 100 ships added every year. Uncertainty is the certainty of the sea. So on top of having to pack for the ship, on top of having to man the ship all by yourself, on top of having to be pre prepared for any given catastrophe, any given sinkable situation that could ever arise, you're going to be out at sea 100 days. Who's ready to board? Liars. Liars, you're dead on the rival. Sinking ships, looking at them right now. No one's ready for that. Why? You're not equipped for that. You weren't made for that. You don't have the knowledge for that. But hey, it's your ship. It's your ship, you're the captain, and it's not someone else's problem, it's yours. It's your boat, you gotta sail it. So suck it up, buttercup, grit and bear it, get on the boat and hit the seas. Some of you are scowling at me very hard right now, you're gonna hurt your eyebrows. Can we all agree that this would be a reason to be shaken? This is a real problem. If we have this ginormous ship out to sea for 100 days with absolutely no idea what we're doing, honestly, it's a reason to freak out. We're sunk before we start. And so you might as well dig your grave now. This is a reason to worry and this is a reason to fear. And the reason is, is because of your incapability to do what you're being asked to do. I know that I am ill-suited. I know that I am ill-equipped for what lies ahead. And from this conclusion of incapability, I have a reason to worry and I have a reason to fear and I have a reason to be shaken because there's a very high probability that I will sink, I will fail, I will flop, and I will be shaken. I have doom on the line. Death, destruction is mine. And this is the reason. I cannot captain a ship. So now's the time to panic. Some of you were like, what in the world are we talking about a boat for? Stay with me. Stay with me. This is the thing. We're not really talking about a boat this morning. Have you caught on to that? This is the thing. This feeling of fear, this feeling of anxiety, this feeling of facing the uncertainty of the seas is the way that a lot of us live our daily lives. Every day worried. Every day fearful, every day anxious. And this is the thing, life is uncertain, but we gotta live it anyways. Am I telling the truth? How many of you can test? Life is uncertain. Never know what's coming. You never know what wave is gonna hit nest, but it's your life. You've gotta live it. Suck it up, buttercup, grit and bear it. It's your life, you've gotta live it. No one else can do it for you. No matter how ill-equipped we are for what lies ahead, no matter what we're lacking in preparation, this is our life and we have no choice but to live it. And quite honestly, if you are trusting in yourself to live your life, you are sunk. Sunk. Join the three million at the bottom of the ocean. If you're relying on yourself to live life, you are sunk. 
your unqualified role lies ahead. And this is the thing. We go through life, and our boat is beaten, constantly beaten with waves. We get, we get a bad report from the doctor. We receive a rejection letter from college. We have the bills that are due. The car breaks down. The factory closes. Our friend moves away. And suddenly, before you know it, we find ourselves shaken, fearful, worried, anxious. And just like the captain of the ship who forgot to stow the anchor, we're afraid that when the waves crash against our boat, we won't have what we will need. We lack what it will take to endure. What if it's cancer and I can't survive? What if I can't get into any other college? What if I can't put food on the table? What if I will not have what I will need to endure? Am I talking about life right here, people? You old folks can shake your heads a little harder. Maybe I'm the only one living this life, but this is how we live, folks. This is reality. And these young folks need to know this because they're getting ready to go in the same world we've been living in. Hello. Some of y'all have not had the coffee quota yet this morning. I'm one of them. <laughs> Listen, I know you don't like, I, I caught on to this very quickly yesterday. You guys do not like the word COVID. Not a fan of it myself, but listen. If 2020 taught us anything, it's that we packed the wrong thing to rely on. We packed the wrong thing in our boat, and it left us shaken. It left us moved. It left us sinking. Some of us trusted in our friends. We thought, you know what, no matter what happens with COVID, no matter what happens with the government, no matter what happens with the virus, the pandemic, no matter what, my friends will be there. And guess what? They were locked in their house. You were locked in your house, didn't see one another. Sunk. Some of you relied on the church. Praise God for church. I love church. I work for a church. I practically live at a church. I'm at the church always. I love church. Guess what? Some of you counted on a church. Guess what happened to most churches? Closed. Doors closed online things like that if you relied on church itself instead of who church is about guess what sunk some of you relied on stores and schools some of you relied on you fill in the blank and when your normal day-to-day -day life was taken away what you relied on let you down and you were left sunk sunk Folks, look up here. What are you packing in the boat? What are you trusting in to sail these uncertain seas of life? Because not everything will help you endure. In fact, only one thing will help you endure. When the pandemic hit and the waves started crashing against our lives, we said, oopsie, packed the wrong thing relied on the wrong thing, trusted the wrong thing. And we were unstable and shaken. This is our reality. This is the root reason that we are afraid. Whether it's a worldwide pandemic, whether it's a loss of a job or a loss of a loved one, whatever shakable moments you are facing right now in your life in 2021, we fear we will not have what we will need to endure. 
And so we begin to worry, we begin to fear and cower and stress, and just like the mama four who was furiously packing for a week's vacation, she thought she packed for every conceivable need, but she arrives to recognize she forgot the most important thing. The kids are at home. We can't be certain of uncertainty. Do you get you cannot know? Patty, I thought of you when I was writing this, right? We can't know everything that lies ahead. Jenny packs furiously for Juliet. She cannot know what is coming when she's going somewhere. You can't pack for everything in life, folks. You cannot pack for everything you will face in life yourself. And it's for this reason that even Christians are shakable. Even Christians are in an unstable state. We have a wobbly walk with the Lord. But I want you to truly grasp this. I want you to really grasp this in your own life. Ask yourself this question. What have I trusted to get me through life? When I face troubles and trials, what is the first thing I run towards that I rely on? Do we grasp? This is not going to be fun for you guys. Listen, do we grasp that it was not God's plan for Christians to worry? What? Do we get that not even one time did Jesus want us to be afraid? Not once. Not a single instance of fear allowed in the life of a Christian. Listen to this. Believers were meant to believe. I know that's groundbreaking, earth-shattering news. Believers were meant to believe. Believe what? Jesus. And that he's enough. Believers were meant to believe. There is never, ever, 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 ever a circumstance or a situation that God says it's okay to fear. Not one. Never is it okay for us to be afraid. Not one time. And so we conclude that if we are afraid, then we have relied on the wrong thing. We've trusted the wrong thing in our lives. So here you are with this 300-foot boat. You're expected to do a job of 300 people. You're going to be out to sea of uncertainty for 100 days. And though you're afraid and worried, the reality is you have no choice but to set sail, live your life, and go on living. And yet as you're about to ready to cast off, you're untying the last cleat hitch from the dock. And as you do... Up walks, up walks this man. And he's in a full-blown captain's outfit. Full-blown, I mean Captain Crunch, right? He is full-blown captain head to toe. And he walks up to your dock. And he's got the weird hat and the parrot and the whole get up, right? And this man's standing at your dock and he's giving you a captain's call. This is what he says. I hear you're going to set sail. To which you reply, yes. Looks that way. This man seeing how stressed you are, this man assuming just how incapable and how ill-equipped you are to set sail, he offers a suggestion. This man says, I have a crew of 300 people. 300 seasoned experts of the waves they know every square inch of a ship from inside and out. And they've spent a lifetime at sea. And considering your exhaustion that you went through just to untie this one knot, 
He's piqued your interest. And so seeing your contemplation, this man continues. He says, I not only have 300 experts, but I have a full freight of cargo ready to be unloaded into your ship. I've got ropes, I've got anchors, I've got oars and ammo and food and merchandise and sails and surplus. I've got any and all conceivable things you could ever need to sail a ship. All right here, waiting to be loaded on your boat. By this time, your eyes have bugged out. You're totally like twitching at the suggestion of what he's offering you, right? You can't believe what he's telling you. Your jaw's on the ground. And yet this man's not finished. This man states, in fact, I have looked ahead at the sea patterns. In fact, I have looked at the weather forecast. I have seen the seas and the winds and the altitudes and the pressures for the next hundred days. And I myself, this man says, I have just returned from sailing your route. I have the perfect understanding of what lies ahead and what you will encounter. I have packed precisely what you're going to need with no expenses spared and no exceptions made. Everything extensively provided for. At this point, your head hit the concrete because you passed out. And he's now fanning you with his weird captain's hat because you're unconscious by what he's telling you. And as you start to come to, this is all that's left to ask. Will you trust this man? Will you trust this man? So let's ask ourselves, why should we trust the captain's capability? For what good reason should I place my trust in a guy telling me all the right answers? Now, if we're talking about Captain Crunch, you should never trust a man with an onomatopoeia for a last name. So don't trust Captain Crunch. But how do we know we're not, trust we're not talking about Captain Crunch this morning? We're not talking about Captain Crunch this morning. This man standing at your dock making all these big promises that seem too good to be true, he is the master of the ship, none other than Jesus Christ. This is the man who walks on water. This is the man who splits seas, who shushes storms right here on your dock. As your life is getting ready to set sail, Jesus shows up and he says this, I have at my command an innumerable number of angelic hosts, mighty seasoned warriors who have spent a lifetime at my beckon. I not only have the manpower, but I actually have a full freight of cargo waiting to be unloaded into your life. And it's at your disposal. Jesus continues, in fact, I have looked ahead and I know exactly the time and the place that you're going to come upon a storm and a wave. I have seen and I have prepared for every struggle, every situation, every circumstance in your life. Actually, Jesus says, as he continues, I have endured the route that you'll be taking. I've trodden every mile of your journey and I've already faced every form of threat, temptation, trial, and tragedy. I have a perfect understanding of everything you're going to need. And so knowing exactly what lies ahead, I have packed precisely and accordingly with no expenses spared. But it still sounds too good to be true, right? You guys have heard this before. This sounds like a Christian cliche. It sounds too good to be true that Jesus could have everything that I could ever need. Truly ask yourself, why? 
I want you to really ask yourself this question. Why should you place your faith in a man called Jesus Christ to be the master of your boat? Not because your pastor told you to, not because Josh with the microphone told you to, not because the book is telling you to, not because that's what the person next to you says. Why should you personally, why should you trust Jesus to captain your boat? For what reason should you trust him? When the seas rage, when the viruses surge, when life crumbles around me, why should I trust Jesus to be enough? Let me read you a verse. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. For in him, Christ, Jesus, the master, the captain, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Listen, and you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and the head of all powers. Let me read that again. For in him, in Christ Jesus, in the master of the ship, in the captain, is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, the fullness of God in him. And you are complete in him. Jacob, I wish they were, I, we're the only ones getting this, brother. We are complete in Christ. Boat packed and provided for. Complete in Christ, our captain. So this verse says that Christ has the fullness of the Godhead bodily. How full do you think God is? A little, it's a weird question. How full do you think God is? Well, this is God. The guy who says, let there be, and boom, there was. Solar system, skies, stars, moons, oceans, wait, everything just by speaking. The molecule spittle of his breath formed everything you see. That fullness dwells in Jesus Christ who makes you complete. God who sees all, who knows all, God who controls all, who has all things at his disposal. God who has a perfect track record of always, 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 always coming through. God who is faithful and who has never dropped a single circumstance, never missed a single instance, that God makes you complete. And Paul writes that those who will let him board your ship those who will give him control as your captain, you are then complete in him. And then Paul writes that Christ is head over all principalities and powers. If we were to put this in 2021 lingo and Josh Sorrell lingo, Jesus is the top of the food chain. He's the tippy, 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 tippy top of the food chain. Everything else is underneath. Jesus is at the top. All powers, all principalities, all boogeymen, all scary things, all woo, everything. Everything under him. He's the top. Listen, if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you've bet on the right guy. You've placed your faith in the right place. Winner, winner. Some of you are very much holding in something right now about a chicken. We've bet on the right fighter. 
We've trusted in the right champion. Listen, if your faith is in Jesus, it is a sure thing. There's no variables. It's definite. It's factual. It's guaranteed because Christ trumps all. He's head over all. And isn't this exactly, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, isn't this exactly why Jesus calls out the disciples in the stormy sea? There's a storm ready to claim their lives and they come up on the boat and they believe this is it. They think this is the end. Doomsday is here. We're going to die on this boat. They're convinced of it. And so they cry out, Master, we perish. And listen, this is what they missed. Jesus was not just the captain of the boat. Jesus was the captain of the sea, the captain of the waves. Jesus stands up on that boat. And he says, I'm the master. He says, I'm in control here. He says, waves, storm, you have no authority here because I, Jesus Christ, I am the master. Shut up, sit down, I'm in control here. And it listened. He is the master of all things. Everything is under his feet Nothing can defeat him. And listen, guys, this isn't Josh's opinion. This is factual. This is more factual than the gravity holding you to your tushy on the seat right now. This is more factual than the oxygen you are breathing right now. He is over all things. He is the master. Listen, whatever wave you're facing, whatever wave you're facing, Whatever wave you're facing, it's under his feet. It's under his feet because he's the master. He's my master. Why should we trust him for finding fullness? Why should we trust him? Why should you trust Jesus to be your master? I want to introduce you to a word that changed my life. This word is framed in my office hanging on the wall. It's in Greek, so you can't really tell it's a word, but I promise you it is. Word that changed my life. It's the word in Colossians that we just read. The word complete and the word fullness. You see that there in your books there. The word complete and the word fullness. This is the word that Paul writes pleroma. And this is what it means. It's a noun. It's a person. Pleroma, fullness, complete, is a person. Isn't that weird? I would not consider fullness to be a noun. Fullness is a person. Listen to what it means. This is what the word pleroma means. That which has been filled. That which fills a ship inasmuch as it is filled with freight and merchandise and is manned with sailors and rowers and oarsmen and soldiers. The power, the presence and agency that fills completeness, fullness, abundance, keeping to supply liberally, to fill to the tippy tippy top so that nothing is wanted, fill to the brim, to make complete in every particular way. Pleroma, complete in Christ. Some of you aren't catching that. Look, put that formula together. This word is what you have in Jesus Christ. 
Read that again. This word is what you have in Jesus Christ. Fullness, completeness, lacking nothing, liberally supplied and provided for. Pleroma means that Jesus is every single thing that a ship needs to sail. He's the mast, he's the ship, he's the anchor, he's the oars, he's the crew, he's the captain, he's the soldier and the oarsman. He fills the ship with freight and merchandise and gear. Jesus fills the ship, captains the ship. Jesus is the ship. Jesus literally is everything, the fullness, the completeness, everything it takes to sail, or in our case, everything it takes to live. Jesus is our fullness. And this is the thing you guys have to grasp this morning. Jesus is fully, holy, and completely capable to do what he has promised. Period. Everything he has ever said he will do, he will do. Will you let him? Jesus is our fullness. He fills the boat. He mans the boat. He sails the boat. He captains the boat. And in order to let us down, he would have to let go of his perfect track record. He'd have to ruin his reputation. He would literally have to cease being who he is in order to fail us. But he's our fullness. He's enough. And if he has said it, it will come to pass. And as Jesus is standing on your dock, telling you that he is your pleroma, telling you that he is enough, there will still be storms. There will still be waves. Listen, but they're his problem. They're his to worry about. He's the captain. What do you care? The boat's his. The trials, the troubles, the cares, the worries of life are his to bear and yours no longer. He says, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Give me the boat. I can handle it because I care about you. Make him your master. Listen, this is what faith comes down to. Faith is a big overused word in Christianity. Do you know what the word faith means in a simple, simple, simple version? I trust him. I trust him. With what? I trust him, period. I trust him. Blanket statement. Listen, being a Christian is making the decision to throw out everything you thought that you needed, everything you thought you needed for this impossible voyage, and it is saying, Jesus, the boat is yours. I trust that you are enough. Here, take it. That is what it means to be a Christian, my friends. And no matter if you've prayed a prayer at an altar, no matter if you have come to church your entire life, if you have yet to give Jesus your boat, if you have yet to give Jesus your life, if you have yet to give him control, make that choice today. Don't you dare go out to the sea one more day without him because you are not enough, but he's your pleroma. He is your completeness. He is your fullness. He can handle your life. Will you trust him? Believe on your papers there. There's, I hope there's a blank or maybe you can write it on the side if there's not. Do you trust him with your life? That is your question. I don't want you to write what we're supposed to write. I don't want you to give the cliche answer. I don't want you to write what your neighbor's writing. Do you personally, your name there, do you trust him to be your master? What I'd like to challenge us with today is that you're standing on the dock. You're standing on the dock ready to cast off your ship. You're holding the rope in hand, and we see this captain, we see this master standing at the pier. 
And we have a couple of cast-off considerations. We're ultimately going to set sail in one of two ways in life. And depending on which way you set sail will depend on whether you are shaken or whether you are stable. It'll depend on whether you are flimsy or firm, fumbling or faith-filled, solid or sinking. How will you set sail? Some of us know the explanation of Jesus. Some of us know the explanation of Jesus. We set sail and we know who Jesus is. We know he's God's son. We know he's a miracle worker. We know he's from Nazareth. We know about him. We've been in church. We've learned the facts about Jesus and who he is. We know that he healed the sick and raised the dead. We know he was a carpenter's son. We know the list of the commands and rules. We know all about Jesus. And yet we set sail and we wave goodbye as he's still standing on the pier. We know about him, but he's not captaining our ship. We set sail and we say, I know you're God's son. I know you can do anything. I know you offer peace and contentment. See ya. I've got this. And yet as my ship is sinking quickly and the waves are rising higher, I can mutter as many facts about him as I want. I can tell you the Ten Commandments. I can tell you the Easter story. I can tell you the Lord's Prayer. I can name the books of the Bible. And yet when the storms start to rise and the waves start to overwhelm my life, ultimately I will sink. Listen, because knowing about Jesus is not enough. Many of you have been in church your entire life. Some of you are brand new to church. Praise God. Some of you maybe aren't in church at all. Maybe this is completely new to you. Listen, no matter how old you are, no matter what walk of life you are in, listen, knowing about Jesus is not enough to make you unmovable. Facts are not enough for faith. And many of us have reassured ourselves that we're, we're all great as we set sail, leaving Jesus behind on the dock. Listen, even the demons, even Satan, know the facts of Jesus. And yet they are certainly sunk. If you're trusting church attendance, if you're relying on Bible knowledge, if you're counting on Christian name tags and all of these things, you're in for a sinkable surprise. Because knowing Jesus is not enough. But there's another option. As we have cast off considerations, there is another option. There's another way that you can cast off today. You have to experience Jesus. You have to set sail by Jesus. Place your faith in Jesus. Our life is lived by him. We accept his offer to be our master. He boards the boat, he controls the ship, he controls the crew and the equipment, and we cast off trusting that he is enough, relying on him, faith in him, to be our fullness and our sufficiency at sea. He's now in charge. He now calls the shots. He now captains my ship in my life. He's the one in control. And I know that I'll be safe through the storms because I am experiencing Jesus, the master. And I know as long as he's in control, I have nothing to fear. 
listen, only by Jesus can we sail safely. Only, only, only by Jesus can we sail safely because he knows what's coming. And he packed accordingly. And he cares intimately. It's knowing that he would never, ever, ever let you sink. Amen. It's knowing that he is our fullness and he's packed the boat. Instead of having to frantic and fear and worry and wobble at everything that comes, I can go below deck and sleep in peace because I know that Jesus Christ is at the helm. He's in control and he is my master. Listen, the only way to have true faith, the only way to have full assurance, the only way to have an unmovable and unshakable life is to experience Jesus as your master. Listen, if you're out in the middle of the sea, that is not the time you want to make this choice. When the waves are coming above your head, when life is difficult and you can't think straight is not the time you want to decide on him being your captain. While you're standing at the dock on pier right here at church camp, now is the time to make that choice. Make him your master. What are you going to pack for life, folks? What are you going to pack in your boat? Who will be your fullness? Making him the master of my ship is the only way to make me unmovable. Thank you so much for joining the NOIC for our special series, Unmovable, We Will Not Be Shaken. We pray that this message has been a blessing and a challenge to your Christian walk with Christ. We invite you to share today's episode that we may encourage one another in the Lord. You can also find more Christian content and special series by visiting our website at www.thenyc.com or check out our social media pages. Until next time, continue on in Christ.